You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's Royce O'Neal. Here's your Jazz Game Rewind. makes both free throws we're down to four jazz trailed by 17 125 121 lonzo ball to the front court a half court set ingram comes to get it royce has got the assignment he's gonna retreat now go one-on-one he takes a left-hand dribble dives into o'neal gets cut off bounces to zion in the paint lost the ball loose adam saves it kick out to bledsoe two on the shot clock Fading back, right side three, no. Long rebound, battle, Boyan has it. 50 seconds left, Donovan on the run. Royce right side for three, bang! It's a one point game! With 46.7 seconds to play. Well, after being down by as many as 17 points in this game, Utah pulled within one in the fourth quarter on a 16 to three run. But it wasn't enough. They fall to the New Orleans Pelicans 129 to 124. Hey there, Amanda Smith here with your Jazz Game Rewind. Ingram and Williamson do their usual season average of 26, but it's the guard play of Lonzo Ball with 23, JJ Redick with 14, Josh Hart and Eric Bledsoe. The Pelicans got a balanced attack, and the Jazz never got the defensive stops they needed to get in this one to close it out. And as we talk about the limited defensive stops that Utah had in this game, we have to bring up the 74 points in the paint they allowed to the Pelicans. That is the most points in the paint the Jazz have ever allowed in a non-overtime game since the stat was tracked back in the 1985-86 season. Bledsoe driving. Out to the corner, ball for three, swish. The Pelicans shot 64% from the three-point line in this game and 57% from the floor. That is the highest field goal percentage by an opponent since November of 2018, when Indiana shot 58% against Utah. Here's the Pelicans. They are scoring 121 points a game over the last month. Zion through the lane, attacking Rudy, layup good. Now, like I said earlier, Utah got as close as one in the fourth quarter. So let's go there. Here was David Locke and Ron Boone in the final minute of the game. 125-124. Jazz down by a point with 46.7 seconds left. Earlier this year, the Pelicans played a very similar game to this, Ron, against the Indiana Pacers. They played a game where if you were watching them, you thought the Pelicans could be a home court advantage team in the first three and a half quarters of the game. I mean, they were just brilliant. And then down the stretch, they just completely collapsed and lost to the Pacers in overtime that night. And it actually had a terrible lingering after effect on the group. They never really quite recovered from that loss early in the season. They were four and two at the time. They proceeded to lose eight of their next nine after that game. And I can see them in this ballgame falling apart here as well. But right now, 
I believe Zion, they'll put the ball in Zion's hands. Ingram to inbound. It's been Ingram's team. We'll see if Ron's right. Zion comes to get it at the top, hands it back to Ingram. Royce has got the assignment. Ingram drives, left hand, stop, fading jumper, no good. Rebound, Jazz have it with a chance to take the lead. They trailed by 17. Donovan attacking, right side layup, no. Gobert tip, no. Gobert tip again and a foul. It's on Rudy. With 29.5 seconds left. Donovan missed the layup. Rudy tipped it once, twice, got his right arm around Zion's neck. And that's the call, foul they called. I really believe that Donovan would have one-legged the layup. He would have been able to get to the basket. Interesting. Brandon Ingram in the clutch this year, by the way, is shooting 30%. But this will be free throws for Zion, and the left-hander hits the first. Zion's 83% free throws in the clutch. So they went to Ingram instead, Ron. And he's not been able to do it. Favors checks in to rebound. Jazz will have a timeout. Two of them, in fact. 126, 124, 29.5 seconds left. Second free throw from, from Zion Williamson is good. Quinn will take the timeout. In the clutch this year, Zion is now 17 of 20 at the free throw line. It's pretty good. Yeah, he seems to have a pretty good touch there. I've watched him shoot three-point shots and seems to be getting better, but, you know, at 31%, you still want him taking those time, kind of shots. He's just so good around the rim. And he's going to get to the free throw line a ton. So if, you, if you're not making free throws, if you're not, for the most part, getting better at free throws, it's going to be hurt, hurt you in the long run. So down three with 29.5 seconds left. I actually will make eye contact with former BYU coach and now on our staff, Tim Lacombe. My take on this is you still have a timeout remaining, so you don't need to take a three with 29.5 seconds left. You could get a quick two here and foul, and then the worst case scenario you would have was a, a, is a three to tie out of a timeout. But if you, if you get a three, you could take it, but you might as well attack the basket right away, try to go get the two, and then foul. You're gonna, in all likelihood, have to foul because you're gonna score sometimes under the 27 second mark. So if you can get a bucket right away for a two, that's the right play, then it's 127-126. They make both free throws, then you'd have to shoot your three with no timeouts left. And both teams have one timeout left. And frankly, it might be easier to get that three out of a made free throw with no timeouts left than it is to get it out of a set play, as good as these coaches are. These defenses are pretty good too. Jazz have a timeout. If they need it on the inbound, Pelicans have a timeout, no fouls to give on either side. Donovan's being guarded by Lonzo Ball. Conley comes to the ball. Conley has it on the left side of the floor. Driving, hands it off to Bogdanovich. Looks like they're playing for a three. Conley ball fakes, dives into a wild three and air balls. That is not entirely clear what happened there and a fast break dunk the other way. 
And the Jazz will lose tonight. Jazz really played that like they had to shoot a three, which does not totally vibe with the circumstance. And you can see the Pelicans stayed home on the three-point shots. I mean, they did not, even if you were a cutter, they were staying home on three-point shooters. They were going to make it tough. Boyan Bogdanovich led the Jazz in scoring tonight. He finished the game with 31 points. Rudy Gobert added 22. Donovan Mitchell had 21. And Jordan Clarkson finished with 20. The offense wasn't necessarily the problem for Utah in this game. Here's what Donovan Mitchell had to say post-game about tonight's performance. You know, we knew they were going to come out like that, but, you know, I think we just got to do a better job as a whole. And it really wasn't even the offense, I can't even say. It's just the defense. You know, three different guys had 20 points, rebounds. Like, we, we, we knew exactly what we had to do, and we just didn't execute, and that's on us. And whether we're the hunter or the hunted, like, we still got to be that aggressive team, you know, and we just weren't hit tonight. Utah has one more game before the All-Star break. In Philadelphia, they play the 76ers on Wednesday. Head over to utahjazz.com for more on that game. And for more on this game and future games, make sure you head over to utahjazz.com slash lockedonjazz and visit the Locked on Jazz podcast. Thanks so much for joining me on this Rewind. I'm Amanda Smith. Catch you next time.